wanna get high, man. Let's stimulate your mind. Get up, Chucky! What have we got here? Fucking comedian. <laughs> Rojan Kim. Hello, and welcome to the Rojan Kim cast. It's me, Rojan Kim. Thank you so much for joining me today for episode 275. Every episode I say it's been a while, so it's been a while. Um, okay, yeah, all right. I'm not, am I the best uh, person to have a regular podcast and create regular content? No, all right? I admit it. I'm not, not good. I'm not, it's not my, mm, okay. Let No excuses. I got no excuses. I suck. No, I'm kidding. That's also not a good way of dealing with things. You know, here's the thing. You, I, I do this all the time. I've done this my whole life where I, I'm like, I know I need to do something. And then I don't do it. And then I go, well, of course I didn't do it. I suck. Right? I'm a bad person. Uh, and then in the end, I end up not doing it. And I just talk about how bad I am. You know, like in the after a while, I figured out, oh, it's like, not only do I not get the thing I need to get done, I'm just fucking whining and talking about myself the whole time. I mean, it's just not, um, I don't know. It's not good. That's not good. That's not a good thing. That's not a good character, at least, I believe. So... Here's what I'm, you know, here's what I'm, here's what I'm going to do. Here's what, here's the offer I'm going to make you, my listeners. I'm going to make a podcast every hour until I die. I have 36 hours to live, and that means 36 episodes, nonstop comedy, coming your way. So get prepared. This is hour one of the, no, I'm, of course, joking. I'm not dying. I mean, of course I'm dying like, we're, we all are dying, uh, you know, as in time only moves in one direction, and every single second is a second closer to death, okay? All right, I said it. I'm sorry. I know. I know. I'm the one who has to bring it up. I, I don't know why. Why? Why am I the guy who has to do that? I don't know, but I am. All right, my fucking neighbor just pulled up. And, uh, oh, he's, I think he can see me. I think he just heard me. I think he just, no, he can't hear me. He's downstairs. All right, this guy fucking, first time <clears throat> I met this guy or didn't even meet. Like, I'm, I, I'm stoned, so I'm paranoid he can hear me the whole time. No, but he can't anyways. Um, dude, he took like 10 minutes to park the car and then get out of the space in the back of my, uh, my apartment has like this four car, six car garage or whatever little building structure. It's a little tight. It's, it's L.A., you know, it's, it's, it's a big city. It's not really a city, but it's, uh, you know, whatever. It's a little cramped. And, uh, okay, to be fair, it was his first time there. Not hard. I, 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 it's not that hard, though. I mean, ugh. it took him forever. It took him forever. I was just, I was upstairs. You know, I'm on the second floor. I'm looking down from my window, out the back, onto the fucking parking lot watching him make a, like a 10 point turn while his uh wife and the um one of the women who lives downstairs were trying to help him so he had it's just a guy it's a man a grown man struggling to get out of 
not something that's not that difficult, uh, you know, parking wise. And then two women trying uh, trying to help him. I mean, they're doing their best. God bless them. They're doing their best. But I could also tell there's, it's, you know, is the whole thing is a little funny. Is that sexist of me? Am I sexist? Who cares? Whatever. I I'm sexist against men. Okay, that's okay, right? Who cares? Men can die. Like nobody cares about them. That guy. I don't think he should be allowed to drive. Honestly, I I honestly don't. Anyways, ever since then, wasn't um. I guess uh, let's just say we haven't gotten off on the best foot. I mean, actually, I, we haven't even had any interact. Very cordial interactions. Hello, hi. Hello, hi. I come home. The dog barks. Uh, you could. I definitely think they can hear me. Um, me and any anything um, problematic that goes on in my house, my house, they can hear, of course. Um, and whatever. Fuck. I don't care. Am I gonna get rounded up? Yeah, probably. I'm pretty public. Uh, I mean, I'm not even that public, but. You know, they can hear me. I've made enough enemies. People know where I stand. Uh, <laughs> whatever. Well, hey, listen. My goal is to become the best comedian of the re-education camp, okay? That's, or hopefully it's a re-education camp and not a, um, like a death camp. Death camp is the hardest room to play, I think. I mean, of all the camps, like if I'm going to become a camp comedian and play camps... Death camp has got to be the hardest one. You know what I mean? It's like trying to play a cancer ward, you know? It's like, oh, Jesus. Like, what do we talk about except death? You can't really talk. You got to be, you got to just, I think you got to lean in, honestly. You play a death camp, you can't, like, pussyfoot around death. You got to just be like, who's dying tomorrow? Anybody have any loved ones that died today? You know, you. I think you got to just hit them hard. Grab him by the neck and just make him look at the Grim Reaper. Look at him. Look at him. This is his house. You're in his house. How do you feel about it? Um, And then, of course, I get to leave. Uh, Hopefully, you know, I get to leave the camp and go to, like, the concentration camp or, you know, the work camp or something. You know, there's a little, little, little more laughs there. I could talk a little bit more about workplace humor, you know. It's a... Anyways... Um, I look forward to the coming um, camp comedy scene, the stand-up camp, con- stand-up camp comics, stand-up, yeah, whatever. We'll figure out what it is. Um, it'll be an established thing. People need to laugh. It's just like the USO. You know, a lot of the um, laborers will need to laugh. They're not going to pay them, that's for sure. <laughs> I mean, they're going to probably pay them in gruel or gruel and laughs. That's the way I do And then uh, hopefully I don't get paid in gruel. Man could be pretty hard up everybody's paid in gruel um and you're, you're gonna be like happy about it and be like yes i got more gruel today <laughs> i'm so glad i forget you know these are the things you would get mad and happy about you know gruel gruel is suddenly the currency of the land you know i can't eat this dollar bill but i can eat gruel so you give me more of that stuff i'll do more work okay i'm working for gruel now that's it's a gruel world. That's what we. Uh, all right. Um. You know that was too easy. That was a very easy. Don't be gruel. You know. Um. It's basically just gruella develop anything that rhymes with cruel. Gruel. I guess drool rhymes with gruel. Um. All right. Well, we will. Uh, I'm gonna take take that to the staff. 
have them work on it and it'll be by next time whenever that is in 10 weeks when i do another episode it'll be great it'll be polished this is the process guys you can't rush (laughs) you can't even i can't even believe you're making me explain how you can't rush the creative process okay (laughs) so i don't know maybe i'm gonna take i don't know a breather or something you know to deal to deal with that because that is i can't believe you made me do that you know um i thought we had the kind of relationship where we wouldn't hurt each other or make each other do things that we don't want to do i don't want to do that all right i don't know what i'm talking about here we go Lust. listen when was the last oh it was uh the day before my birthday had a birthday i'm 44 now okay cool um i guess i'm lucky in the sense that i never cared about my birthday i mean i talked about this at length you know um probably because of my dad uh he was kind of a negligent psychopath and so well sociopath well psychopath they're the same i'm a psych major okay okay listen to me listen they're the same, psychopath and sociopath. One sounds scarier because of the word psycho because of the movie Psycho, and that's why they changed it from psychopath to sociopath, but it's for the same condition, according to the DSM, what, four, five? Back when I was a wee lad studying psychology, it was the four, okay? I stick with the four, you know, because I think the DSM-4, the, 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 the diagnostic and statistic manual, mental illness, you know, that the fucking, that, 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 Four is really where the real shit happened. You know what I'm saying? Like this new five, five, this five shit is like, it's just, they got fucking, um, internet anxieties and stuff. You know, that's not real. Come on. What is that? Fucking, they got fucking Facebook envy, you know, they got fucking Instagram fatigue. These aren't real diseases. Right. I mean the four, I guess. Four might have been notable because um, they stopped saying homosexuality was a mental illness, which, hey, listen, I like Green Day too, okay? Like, I'm just a, a person of my time, all right? Whatever, you uh, you want to judge me? You want to judge me for which DSM I like to look at, which DSM I think is legit, right? I'm a four guy, all right? Four. The five, have you, oh, all right, I don't want to, I don't want to go in circles here. Definitely not three. I don't know anything about one through three, okay? One through three. I respect one through three, like the Old Testament, you know? I respect it. it couldn't, we couldn't get to four without one, two, and definitely not three. Does those, those three DSMs definitely helped get to four. But I think four is where they should have stopped. They should have just stopped right there. Should have stopped right there. I think five with five, they're going too high. They're they're flying too high to the sun. That what's next? Six, six by DSM, the, the DSM six. Okay, what's uh, fucking um, I don't know. Not wanting to take the vaccine will be a mental illness. Okay, wanting to not take the COVID vaccine, wanting to, wanting to not follow medical uh, advice, the medical establishment being. Uh, like a contrarian, right? Just being skeptical, 
trying holding two thoughts at the that are contradictory at the same time will be considered a mental illness right is that what you want you want us to go down the road to dsm-6 you're kidding me dsm-6 that 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 leads to death okay that leads to concentration camps which i will be playing right headlining concentration camps I want to start at the death camps. Death camps are a lot harder. It is definitely, I work my way up. You work your way up. You start at the death camps. You go to the concentration camps. And then you go to re-education camps. Re-education camps, they let everybody out. So there's there's a lot more hope. There's a lot more stuff to uh, make fun of. You can definitely make fun of um, like how you used to think, right? Because the whole point is that you uh, used to be against the regime or whatever it is. The fucking, you know... Um, I don't really know what it would be. be, I guess it would be like tranny lives matter or something like some kind of government based on identity, some kind of identity government. Something with like women and trannies or something. I don't know. Women and trannies who are fighting over what a woman is will be the foundation of our society. Okay. That'd be our government. Everything will be based on that having no idea what a woman is. That's all life. Life will be about our whole economic system. Everything, okay? Let's all make it based on that. And then where would we be? Um, all right. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm just fucking, all right. Um, anyway. Um, oh, right. Uh, I'm talking about I'm talking about energy, okay, food. I'm talking about a time of contraction. I'm talking about tough times. I'm talking about austerity. I'm talking about, <laughs> there he goes again. I know. I know. I'm sorry. Listen. I, I'm not alone in this, okay? I'm just relating it. As a regular person, like I'm just not like on the news or some economist or on some fucking, you know, podcast about macroeconomics, you know, like I'm not, I'm just a really regular guy who's like listening to this stuff and being like, oh shit, it sounds bad. It's bad. Can't be good. Things are bad. But, you know, I also don't feel down, you know, I'm not down. Or I'm down but not out. Okay, that's, you know, someone should coin that phrase. That's a very good phrase. I wonder if anybody's coined that. I'm down but not out. I wonder if that's a baseball thing. It's like, hey, you okay? Like maybe if you run, you ran, you hit a, you hit a single, you, you run, you smash into the first baseman. He catches, you catch your knee, his knee catches your cup. So you go, ah, oh, you go down. Fucking grabbing your nuts fucking first bit but the umpire goes safe and it's like and i guess you're clutching your balls but you manage to land on first bit you're on the base so you're safe and then you know and then i guess you could go or the announcer could go oh look at uh we got number 54 uh rojan Kim over there it looks like he's down but he's not out you know it's, um anyways down but not out uh there's be- listen we all face um losses in our lives right and loss losses it's a big part of life 
death is a big part of life uh losing things is a big part of life just moving on losing things and moving on you know and i i've lost a lot i've lost a lot in my life uh but that's i don't know i i guess maybe when i was like eight <laughs> um so i've had a really a shitty time uh in life since i was little and there was some point where I felt like crying all the time. I was always crying as a little kid, you know, especially eight. Eight is the year I found out, yeah, you know, who I thought was my, the lady I thought who was my mom was not my mom. She was my stepmom. Um, I never actually had met my mom. And then uh, the lady, I keep calling her the lady who I thought was my mom. My stepmom and dad divorced uh, without, like, telling me. And then I, it's just, I don't want to go off into all that but the whole point is it's not a great time for me it's a bad time um and i remember doing a lot of crying uh, <laughs> i remember i went to i went to vine street school right there i live not too far now from vine street school school look how far i've come i've made it a mile west which is a big deal back then that was a big deal um so there i was vine street school eight years old third grade uh just bummed bummed for the first time in my life um you know i was a happy kid i was a happy-go-lucky kid uh uh, precocious sure a lot of people told me to shut up i remember also i think i talked a lot um strangers would tell me not to be a smart ass other strangers would try to abduct me um but they couldn't get me i was too clever um it was a game of cat and mouse you know growing up in la is a Cute little, fat little, cute little Asian boy, right? Really fucking little fat fuckable Asian boy, I guess. Uh, Because that's what it seemed like. I mean, looking back, there's a lot of guys, a lot of men. A lot of men trying to abscond with me. Not, Not like grab me, run up. Nobody has run up and grabbed me and like, you know, nobody's really done that. But, uh, has, has... Has some Mexican dude in his car, uh, like waved me over, like, "Hey, come here, like, come here, come here," like, like in a, you know, like as an eight-year-old kid, on the streets of Los Angeles. Sure, sure, that's happened. Did a man in a motorcycle expose his penis to me while driving by, right outside school, Vine Street School? Did that happen? Yeah, that happened. Sure, that did. Um, I don't know. There's. Do I have more stories? Sure. Not a lot of them I've forgotten. Also, a lot of this, you know, it's not it's not just them. I'll be, you know, I was a slut. No, I was wearing um tight clothes. No, I was uh I was hitchhiking. I have I have I did used to hitchhike a bit. Not a bit, a couple times when I was seven or eight when i was little i hitchhiked a couple times i don't know this is what happens when you fucking raise a kid in the city and you both work and you leave them alone okay you want to know what happens in the 80s that's what happened all right fucking the kid me i would i have a key so i would learn to get out of the house and just wander the streets and then get lost and then uh, hitch a ride, just try to or run across the street, almost get hit by a car, and then have someone stop and be like, "What are you doing, you crazy kid? Get in!" You know. And I'd be like, "Okay." But anyways, made it through all that, um, you know. But bad time was a bad time, and I remember just crying a lot. Whatever. Uh, I probably told this story before. How I stepped in some dog shit, and I just started crying. And then, and then something inside of me—I don't know what. 
I don't know what, but whatever it is, is the, maybe the thing that has helped me get to here from eight to 44, whatever that was, but something just told me to stop, stop it. Just stop crying and forget about it. And then I was like, okay. And then that's what happened. I think, I think I just, I just remember thinking like, dude, I'm either going to die. I mean, thinking to die crying. Because everything sucks and everything's happening to me and everything's so bad. Or I just have to fucking not feel anything and just make it through. Just make it through life. And somehow I picked living, right? That was, uh, and that's when I was eight. I remember when I was 19, 11 years later, I was on the verge of killing myself. I was uh, very close to killing myself. Uh, I remembered I wanted to uh, maybe perhaps jump into onto an oncoming train coming down the tracks as I was standing there at the BART station in Oakland, and I remember thinking, um, it was like that, uh, it was like Menace to Society, it was the, you know, Kane, do you want to live or die, and he's like, I don't know, you know, and for the longest time, I was like, I don't know, and I finally decided, as the train was coming, and I was like, you know, I'm really fucking tired of, tired of everything, tired of life, tired of being a bitch, but I, most of all, I'm just tired of complaining, why don't I just fucking end it, and and then I, something inside of me was like, you want to live, dude. You want to live. So own up to it. And I was like, you know what? You're right. I do want to live. So I did. You know, and so I did. Uh, and so on and so forth. I'm not here to tell my whole life story. I'm only at 19. I didn't even gone through my 20s yet. Jesus Christ. But the point is, there's always some something, right? Something kind of driving me and maybe all of us forward despite whatever shit happens to us. All the bad things that could happen. Is it just the drive to live and survive? Is it just a survival instinct? Is there um, some other instinct, some sort of altruistic instinct that says that, you know, even though you suffer these losses, you got to go, you got to go on for the betterment of everybody else. It's not about you. Maybe that's what it is. There's some kind of... Um, egolessness that's necessary to make that step um i mean you have to be selfish there's self-preservation you have to be like i want to live fuck that i'm gonna win i'm gonna live i'm gonna make it i'm gonna keep going but then there's also the idea of like what am i living for or who am i living for it's not just me is it it's not just me is it no there's other people, and other people around me, and the impact you can make on people, and the future. And really, who the fuck are you to think that you know better than time and space and fucking fate and whatever, or even randomness or anything? Life itself. You think you know better? You're like, oh, I know better. I'm going to end it now. I, it can't get any, possibly get any better ever, ever again. So I'm going to decide right now to kill myself. Look, are there extenuating circumstances where maybe, you know, you should have that choice? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm not saying, I'm saying, you know, do whatever you want. Do whatever you want. Right? But really, if that's what you want, you know, um, that's what you want. It's, it's gotta really, I don't know, like, um, it's gotta be worth it. I feel like, you know, everybody's different. Maybe you're dying. Maybe uh, you've suffered a great dishonor. <laughs> you know, maybe you did something 
really shitty and the only way you could redeem your honor is by committing seppuku you know and that it just depends on the culture depends on the culture a lot of asians just off themselves when they're shame you know feeling shame they just off themselves um i think it comes from maybe having less of a christian uh background there's tons of christian ones but of course the christian asians are gonna shit all over the asians that kill themselves you know the ones who actually believe you go to hell uh, if you kill yourself are gonna just jump at the opportunity to be like i told you they're going to hell you know um, but that's just Asians. <laughs> they just, <laughs> they hate each other. Anyway. So, um, yeah. How you, uh, you know, dealing with losses, going through life, you know, that's, uh, that's what it's all about. You know, I gotta, uh, let's see. I've, uh, so since coming to LA, let's see, what have I, uh, I, uh, my dad left. My dad ran off with a Chinese waitress that he'd been seeing for nine years cheating on my stepmom that he had married had been with for almost 20 years and absconded with her to texas and literally right before the pandemic so i wonder if he knew something did he did she tip him off was he working for the ccp am i a chinese sleeper agent have i been spreading coronavirus this whole time by not wearing a mask and not getting vaccinated possibly yes it's me i already admitted in my um director of bat security video i don't know if you've seen it go on my youtube check it out but i already fessed up to causing the whole thing but in the end wasn't that bad all right so what are you tell me how bad it is but i don't believe you anyway um so dad's gone you know that i did uh you know i told you about how i um broke up with my ex 15 years lost the woman lost the woman coming here woman left she took the dog, she took the dog, uh, which um, it, at first was crushing. It was a crushing blow, not having the dog. She took the dog, man. But, but in the end, I was like, all right, maybe maybe the dog is better off without me, okay? I'm no good for that dog. That dog's just going to follow in my footsteps, and that's not what you want. You, I, <laughs> He should be with his mother. Um I, well, honestly, uh, in some ways, I'm like uh, free. I'm free, you know, because for a while I was taking care of the dog all by myself. And hey, I love, I love the dog. Don't get me wrong, you know, I love the dog. Dog kept me sane, right? Dog kept me getting up every morning, very early, having to take a walk, two walks a day, right? Uh, like a couple, like an hour or so, whatever. So I have to exercise. There are times where I was super depressed, you know, and the fact that I had a dog was super helpful. And, and of course, you know, I love, I love Badger. That's his name. Love the guy. But in the end, like a newly divorced dad who has to decide what's best for the children, I felt that, you know, what was best for the dog was to be with his mother. And uh, unfortunately, uh, you know, we kind of, <clears throat> did not uh, part ways on the best of terms. But, hey, hey, listen, it's not about me. It's not about me, okay? It's about the dog and me not having to take care of him anymore, which is a, like a side benefit. I'm trying to look at the bright side of things. All right.
Another thing I lost was uh, I lost a lot of Bitcoin lately, uh, lately, late, not lately. Well, actually, yeah, lately, because all right. First off, I fucking I sent a couple million. Uh, I sent. I, uh, all right. I sent two million dollars to an offshore account and it's fucking gone. OK. And I don't know. I thought it was my friend. Um, and apparently it wasn't. He was uh, it was a very good impersonator online who happened to take advantage of a, a, a vulnerable person. I was vulnerable. I lost my dog. I had just lost my dog. I'm driving on this. I'm driving. I'm uh, working. And, uh, you know, this fucking message comes in. It's my friend. He's like, hey, I'm trying to get a, a miner. Can you help me? I just need some corn. You know, corn is slang uh, for Bitcoin for those of you. you know, yeah, I need some Bitcoin. I was like, oh, shit. Uh, wait, all right. And, uh, like, so I ended up sending him, you know, a bunch like a fucking idiot because it turned out that it wasn't him all right it turned out that i was scammed by a guy who impersonated my friend you know it took me a couple of days to realize it it was over july 4th weekend it was good the guy got me good the guy got me good in a way i'm not that mad about it because i do know it was my fault it was my responsibility i got scammed uh and the guy was good the guy got me i you know like and that's and all's fair great yeah, 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 fucking, you know, you, you scammed me, and that's fine. But do, now I feel that I have more stake in going after scammers, more stake in uh, fucking with them, more stake in confronting them in person. Um, I really don't give a fuck now. I don't give a fuck. You know what? Let's just say I lost everything. I lost it all. There's no more Bitcoin now. Now I have no more Bitcoin. So you know what that means? I got nothing to lose. That means I don't give a fuck. I don't care. You can dox me. I'm doxed. Come find me. I got nothing. I got nothing. Come back up here again. I got nothing. All right? So in that way, I'm free. That's something I've always appreciated is the ability to uh, be free by letting go of things you know instead of getting instead of the idea that you need money you need to accumulate things you need to have things to be free right you really become owned by those things and to have nothing is a form of freedom right sure it sucks to not have money and sure it sucks to be hungry and sure it sucks to this and that and this and that but there are people who make it i mean there's first of all there's homeless people but even those motherfuckers are materialistic as fuck have you seen some of their fucking Art collections? Well, I don't know about you, but in here in LA, they got fucking tents and art collections. Okay, it's getting to the point. They have art. They have art. They 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 have taste. They they say they say to themselves, "Yeah, I'm living in a tent in a park, but you know what? I got taste." Okay, I don't like that, but I like that. I want that there. I mean that that's that's what's going on. These people are not uh, truly free of the system they're just sort of like clinging on to this you know what i mean like they're not gonna really make it when the shit really goes down the people who are gonna make it are the people like i mean first of all they're the people who are in the woods people who have nothing or subsisting they're gonna be they're gonna make it right they're just not necessarily gonna get any richer or poorer but they're gonna make it because they have they are making it the way people have made it for hundreds of thousands of years People who will not make it are the people who are attached to the material world, right? Of civilization, of the city, of you could see the fucking homeless people have so much stuff. 
have all this stuff that's useless. They don't need it, but you could see it's part of their minds. You know, it's like, I think your physical space around you is a reflection of what's going on inside, right? So it's a manifestation of it. That's why, you know, Jordan Peterson's always like, clean, clean your room. And that's a really bad Jordan. Um, what? I made a clean, clean your clean. Made me making him uh, sound retarded. That's what he sounded like when he was withdrawing from Benzos. He was like, hey, clean, clean your Okay, uh, that's not nice. Imitating Jordan Peterson having a full-on Benzo withdrawal attack. I just need, I just give me one, just give me. Okay, um, I don't, I don't know how. Why I used to be able to. Jordan Peterson is a little bit like Kermit the Frog. He's a, he's a little bit like this, but he also says things like bucko, and he says, all right, um, I'll work on that. Uh, I've been trying to do my Jordan Peterson for since episode 100, I think, uh, for a while. But anyways, I just went off on a stupid tangent while I was here talking about, you know, dealing with loss. <laughs> I was scammed out of my Bitcoin. I don't give a fuck anymore. I'm free like a fucking homeless person is not, you know? Homeless person still seems to be attached to this home thing. You know, what would really, if they just did, got, they were just street full instead of homeless, the fucking, they might have better attitudes. You know what I'm saying? Like they're always thinking about what they don't have, what they lost. How about thinking about what you're full of? Where you should be going, where should you be? That's the heart and soul of this next stage in civilization. You know what I mean? Like you got the street, the woods, the hills, the fucking the 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 wilderness, the nature, the, the concrete jungle, all of it. Okay, we've been living in a really nice uh, sort of bullshit, comfortable. Um, you know, anything's at your disposal. Buy anything you want. Everything's disposable. You know, everything's entertainment, everything's so much fun, everything's spec- uh, spectacular, everything's a spectacle, everything's that. No substance anymore, nobody reads, nobody knows anything, Any, nobody knows a reference to anything. Everything is a reference, though, but nobody knows what the original reference is. Everything is a derivative, but nobody knows where it all co- it comes from. Nobody even understands that it comes from anywhere. Nobody even is getting cause and effect anymore, how things work in time, history. How we got here? None of it. None of it is even. Everything is almost momentary. It's everything's been reduced to just uh, clicks, times. You know, everything used to be sound bites, ten seconds, thirty seconds, ten seconds. Now it's milliseconds. Now it's just a little. It's, it's as fast as a tap, tap on the phone, tap, 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 tap. Nobody's present anymore. Nobody has any understanding of what's going around. Nobody cleans their room, you know? That's the, 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 everybody's surroundings is a reflection of the cluttered nonsense and chaos that's going on inside their minds, and that's what it is. We're in a state of chaos, state of imbalance in the world, you know? Um, not enough order, but a hard swing toward it seems to be coming. So, I don't know. Are you ready? Have you been preparing? You gonna sink or you gonna swim? Everybody thinks they can make it, but most people do not. Um, anyways, that's uh, my bedtime story for you kids. Uh, no, <laughs> imagine if I had kids and that was what I, that would be my bedtime story. It'd be like, here you go, kids. This is what's going to happen in the uh, the fourth turning, the coming collapse of civilization. No, that's come on. Is that 
listen, I know that, uh, yeah, I've been going on about like all the stuff that, uh, that, that's lost all the stuff that I've got, but I'm okay. I'm, I'm fine. I'm honestly, people are more torn up about the things I tell them about me than I am, which of course makes sense. Cause for me, it's normal. For me, it's something I've had to deal with for everybody else. It's like, holy shit, I can't believe it. <laughs> Go look at, I was on Kill Tony back in, before the pandemic, you know, in LA, uh, before they locked it down, before the comedy store became the communist store. I got up uh, and, you know, whatever. I did my jokes. I did okay, but I, they interviewed me and, I, and then I talked about my mom, how I met her for the first time when I was an adult and whatever. And dude, everybody got so sad. I just spend like a lot of time making everybody feel better. Like being like, I'm okay. Everybody. I'm okay. I remember Tim Dillon was a guest. He was like, he's okay. He's okay. <laughs> like, uh, but I was, I was doing better than them. Fucking pussies. I don't know. I'm just, no, it's just what it is. Is very emotional, very emotional, very emotional here. It's like, everybody's like a girl. So it's like, Oh no, it's a bad feeling. And then everybody gets it. And she's like, shut up, shut up. I'm doing fine. The whole point is I'm laughing. I'm laughing. I'm laughing. Anyways, so I am thankful. I'm grateful for the things I have, even though I, I've lost things, lost people, lost a dog, lost money. <laughs> you know, I've lost things. Okay? But those are just things. I mean, the people aren't things, and the dog isn't a thing. But you know what I mean. They're just, you know. There are things that I have that I'm grateful for, right? Like I, I'm grateful for, first of all, I'm grateful for still got my health and health is, ain't that a big thing. You know, big reason me and the old ex there broke up was because of the vax, you know, the vax was a big, it wasn't like we fought over it, but it was, you know, it was a big moment in time for a lot of people of like, you are with a partner, you're vaxxed and they're not or vice versa. It's tough. That's a tough, that's a tough thing because it's like a, in some ways, it's like a fundamental belief system thing. It's a fundamental. It's like, are you willing to risk your health in the future, your life in the future for whatever it is, security now, right? It's sort of a weird, are you ready to risk, you know? And for her, she was. She was ready to risk her life. She was ready. She didn't want kids, you know, whatever. She was like, fuck it. She just, you know, got it and fucking chose the career. And that's cool. I respected that. And there was a moment where I was like, I just knew, you know, I probably had to get it if we were going to stay together, if there was going to be a relationship. You know what I mean? Like, and I was, I guess I picked uh, to go. I, or I just, I picked, listen, I just knew that if I fucking got the vaccine, knowing that it was bullshit, and knowing I don't think it's really that safe, and knowing that I actually, I don't even know what's going to happen. And then something did happen down the line 10 years later, 15 years later. I got fucking cancer. I got fucking VADs or I, whatever. So I just collapsed. I had a giant rubbery uh, clot in my fucking arterial wall, and I just collapsed mysteriously. No, I would fucking blame her. You know, I would blame her, even though I would know that it was me. It's my fault. I did it. You know, I would end up blaming her. And I would end up blaming other people and I would be miserable and I'd probably, that's probably when I might kill myself or something, you know, because of the regret of doing some irreparable damage to my body or whatever. Or even if I didn't and I saw people around me getting it, I don't know, just living with it, 
felt tough. And so I decided not to. I was like, I'm not going to do it. That, of course, meant because I wasn't vaccinated, couldn't really go in anywhere. I go to go to a restaurant for about a year. I couldn't do comedy indoors. You know, like, well, the clubs, they instituted the mandate and people got fucking uh, fake vax cards. People sold them to each other. People that, and I don't know. I just, it's fucking bullshit. Are you kidding me? Are you fucking kidding? Are you fucking? I don't know. You've heard my rants and raves about the goddamn comedy scene and the vax mandates and how it's literally a betrayal of the spirit of what stand-up comedy is in America to institute any kind of mandate and restriction on uh, movement and speech uh, and assembly. The First Amendment, essentially. Um especially over safety, concerns of safety, when the whole point of comedy is to tread that line, you know, of danger, uh, laughter and danger, you know, saying things that maybe you wouldn't dare say and that elicit a response because they may be hyperbolic and true at the same time. What do I know? But anyways, um, I'm thankful, you know, I'm thankful for, you know, um, got my health. Thankful for a certain amount of clarity I feel like I've been getting, just being able to see what's going on. See, I don't know. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm totally wrong, but we'll see. You know, I am thankful. Um, ah, there's a fucking helicopter. I'm thankful for this helicopter who's looking for catching bad guys. Who's that? Oh, no, wait. That's a news helicopter. Okay, they're just... Just filming, filming things for ratings. All right, great. That's a great job. Um, you know, thankful for uh, the litter box, right? Litter box is the gang, the crew of comedians that I have uh, met and laughed and had whatever uh, shows with over the past couple of years. It's good to find a home in comedy, finally after all this time and even that is tenuous right um it's all, everything is tenuous uh you know the old way is that you'd find the club you hang out at the club you get past at the club and you know, the old ways are gone it's just not that that's not the way anymore um of course um i'm thankful for nicole davis who started the box you can hear her on wait what episode is it you can hear her on episode. Oh, she may not want you to hear her. She asked, wait, did she ask me to, she may have asked me to take this episode down, but I haven't. And so you can listen to it and she will probably demand that I take it down. Episode 244, it's a litter box origin story with Nicole Davis. That was, um, that was last year. Um, holy shit, that was last year, July. 2021 much has changed since then um and uh, also you know nicole and i have started seeing each other no big deal started seeing each other it's kind of cool <laughs> um and so hello nicole um so i'm thankful for that thankful for her you just you just never know what happens in life you know you go through life you think it's one way, and then you go the other way. You think it's fucking bad, and then it becomes good. You think it's great, and then it's fucking awful. You think, you know, and to me, that's where the beauty 
of life is, you know? That's what life is fucking all about. And so what the... Holy shit. I've been talking for 43 minutes. This has been some kind of motivational speech or something. I didn't even get to my game show, Vax or Suicide, uh, where I wanted to... I would, it's like it's my new game show i'm trying to pitch a game show it's called vax or suicide and uh it's really just uh, a game show where you guess the cause of death of uh sudden mysterious deaths that are occurring you know in young people like uh this guy jack knight i've never heard of him jack knight everybody says he loves him i'm not on instagram whatever everybody loves jack knight they're like hey jack knight yeah jack knight uh apparently you know jack knight but I died 28 mysteriously facts or suicide. That's really the name of the game. That's the name of the game. Everybody We had a soccer player collapse on the field. He was 26 years old in perfect health. Never had any heart problems. And suddenly died. Tell me is it vax or suicide? Come on. I feel like this is a winner. This is nobody. I'm going to do the, I'm going to try this out on stage i don't care what i'm gonna pitch this to fucking netflix amazon hulu uh who anybody else name us CISO. who's out there give him to me i don't care i don't care who hgtv history channel what who's who's making tv okay who wants good fucking television because i got a fucking vax or suicide i'm telling you i'm telling you this is a fucking money maker. I, I don't, all right. Yeah. Don't listen to me. Fine. Don't listen to me. Don't listen to me about not taking the vax. Don't listen to me about doing a game show about it. Don't, don't, don't listen to me at all. Anyway, there's a mask mandate coming back to LA, guys. <laughs> the case counts, case counts are going through the roof, skyrocketing. They haven't learned by now that case counts mean nothing. The case counts are not the right metric. Case counts have nothing to do with anything. In fact, the actual test taking to get the case counts, that's actually flawed too. Also, instead of thinking about cases, let's talk about virulence or fucking morbidity or how how sick are people get are they dying? Are they dying? Are they dying? Or are just more people just being sick more mildly? Are you talking about the fucking cold, bro? Are you telling us that the fucking cold is on the rise? It's just now we have a name for every single type of cold we have back then we had no idea what the cold was now we have we know every single fucking detail about the cold oh it's got a little no it's an omicron ba now it's omicron ba and then so everybody has a cold everybody's getting the cold we're gonna bring the masks back you know the masks that didn't work in the first place oh and the vaccines masks and vax didn't work that's why we need to do more of it because it never worked in the first place bring it back so that what we could have more not working all right. You can look forward to that. If they bring that fucking mask mandate back, fuck it, you can look forward to me ranting and raving more about this fucking bullshit. Like, LA, it's such a, um, it's so evil. That's really what it is. That's what I don't like. Right? Everybody's like, what's the big deal? You no, no, it's it's evil. It's actually evil. You're, you're manipulating people. And even, you know, I actually pity the people who wear these the double masks. They walk outside. They're so fucked in the head. They're, they've been so fucking traumatized and abused. They're like little fucking abused wives. They've been, who's gotten, 
you know, it was like uh, the state beat the shit out of them until they wore a mask. And they're like, okay, I want to now outside by myself. They're fucking so beaten down. They're just shells of human beings who d- don't need to use their fucking minds anymore to do anything. They're just going to do whether well, they're just being safe. I'm just going to be safe and protect everybody. Yeah, I'm just, be- yeah, this is the way, be- you know, it, um, you know, without the, the recognition that they're going fucking insane, right? They're going insane, driving other people insane, making the whole, like, city insane, you know. But at the same time, I can understand that they are just victims. They're sick, uh, but they're dangerous. Anyway, <laughs> that's why I am armed. Okay, Um. anyway. Vax or suicide, right? You gotta, you gotta separate the leet from the vaxed, guys. That's what we gotta do. I mean, that's where the next, um, that's where the future is. I don't know. I think that one of the things we're gonna be waiting to see is the generational effects of this gene therapy. We'll see if the children of people who are vaccinated can reproduce correctly, and what happens to their kids, and if any little, any of this futzing of the genome has any effect. Down the line, we'll see. And then we'll also have a control group going of uh, unvaccinated people, right? We're just normal. We'll have your normals, and then have your vaxxed. And will who will win? Who will win? Who, who you know what I mean? And where will the elite come from, right? Who is the wheat? Who is the chaff? Yeah, you got to separate the elite from the vaxxed. All right, I, now I'm just, I think I'm doing spoken word now. Okay, let's wrap this up. A lot has been said here. I hope... Um, it was entertaining, and I hope you don't uh, take it uh, up the ass. All right. Um, thank you very much for listening to the Rojan Kimcast. Uh, this has been episode 275. Please follow me on Twitter, at Rojan Kim. Ooh, I got my new website up. Go to rojan.kim. Sign up for my email list or else I'll blow my brains out. Sign up for my email list uh, where I will harangue you with emails to um, get you involved in some kind of multi-level marketing scheme. So please sign up on my email list. um, And, you know, I have a podcast on the website. I'm going to start posting up there. Oh, yeah, I'm making you all kinds of promises. Um, And uh, I swear to God, I will do it.